Welcome to Talks at Advent, homilies and reflections given at the Church of the Advent, a Western Rite Orthodox mission in Atlanta, Georgia. Today's speaker is Stephen Brannan. If you have your Bibles, or there's a Bible in the pew, or you have a Bible on your phone, feel free to open them to the 21st chapter of St. Luke's Gospel. That is where our scripture reading this morning comes from. Our Gospel passage comes from the end of this chapter. And this morning, our particular passage began in verse 25, and there will become, and there will be signs in sun and moon and stars and upon the earth distress of nations in perplexity at the roaring of the sea and the waves, men fainting with fear and foreboding for what is to come on the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, look up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. And then he told them a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they come out in leaf, you see for yourselves and know that summer is already near. So also, when you see these things take place, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly, I say to you, this generation will not pass away till all has taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, one God. Amen. We probably are tracking with Jesus, talking about miraculous things in the skies and earthquakes and the roaring of the sea and men fainting and nations all in an uproar and realizing that, yes, we might look for these things as heralding the return of Jesus. After all, the season of Advent is about preparing for the celebration of Christ's first Advent in the world and also looking for his second Advent to come, his parousia. It's a Greek word, which means appearing the Latin equivalent is Adventus, and that's where we get the word for the season Advent and for the name of our church. And so when we hear a passage like this, we think, yes, this is Christ talking about his second coming, his second Advent in the world. And then he drops this on us at the end of the passage. Truly, I say to you, this generation will not pass away till all has taken place. Which generation is he talking about? The people he's talking to in this passage, his disciples, those around him, I think, if I'm not mistaken, that generation has passed away and has the second coming happened. Well, this is something that St. Paul actually has to address to some of his readers uh, in certain places, wondering, has the second coming happened already? And he has to assure them, no, 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 it hasn't happened. In fact, earlier in this very chapter, Jesus says, some will come claiming to be the Messiah. Don't follow after them. And St. Paul has to remind his readers of the same thing. Don't, don't be fooled by people saying, all this has already taken place. You missed it. We still have that problem today. People are still predicting that Jesus is going to come back and take his followers away and leave others here uh, to, to you know, suffer on until... You know, the elements are consumed with fire and the world comes to a screeching halt. But rest assured, when Jesus comes again, 
There will be no mistake. No one will miss it. It will be a universal event. That is when the world, the heavens and the earth will pass away, as Jesus says, but his word will not pass away. So what is he talking about? This generation will not pass away till all has taken place. Well, this is a difficult uh, passage. This is a little challenging to interpret, but I think we need to know the context in which Jesus is speaking. The rest of this chapter, beginning in, in chapter 21, is primarily taken up by Jesus talking about the destruction of the temple and the destruction of Jerusalem. Someone remarked, wow, look at this brilliant temple. It's so pretty with all of its uh, polished stones and glorious architecture. And Jesus said, yeah, all these stones, they're going to be toppled and very soon. Not one of these stones is going to be left on top of another one. Everything will be brought down to the ground. And here's what you can look for to know when that's going to happen. And in verses five and following, he, he says things like, Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. This is verse 10. And there will be earthquakes and in various places, famines and pestilences. There will be terrors and great signs from heaven. This sounds like what he was talking about later in our passage this morning, doesn't it? But before all this, they will lay their hands on you and persecute you, delivering you up to synagogues and you will be brought before kings and governors for my name's sake. And this will be a time for you to bear testimony. So Jesus is saying, prepare yourselves because you're about to experience some persecution. And what advice does he give them to deal with all this craziness? He says, don't be afraid. And he says, your endurance will gain you your lives. In other words, you will live through this if you just stick it out. So don't be afraid and endure. This is what Jesus is saying for his disciples when he says the temple is going to be torn down and all of this is going to take place. He goes on and says, when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, and this happened, the Romans surrounded Jerusalem with their armies in 70 AD after these words of Jesus were spoken. So Jesus in prophetic saying here is telling his disciples what's going to happen. Then you know that the desolation has come near. Let those who are in Judea flee away and those who are with child and who are nursing in those days, woe to them for this great distress will be upon the earth and wrath upon the people of God and they will fall by the edge of the sword, etc., etc., etc. And then we come to our passage where it picks up today. And it sounds like he's continuing just to talk about what's going to take place before the destruction of Jerusalem. But in your Bible, as in mine, it probably says at the beginning of verse 25, there's a little heading, the coming of the Son of Man. And then later, the lesson of the fig tree. And even the saints of the church make a distinction here. Reading St. Ambrose, St. Gregory, St. Jerome, St. Augustine, they all, they all make a distinction between Jesus talking about the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem and then moving on to talk about something else, his new coming. So Christ is giving signs. He's giving examples of what the disciples can look for for two occasions. The destruction of the temple in their temporal time and of Jerusalem. And then the coming of the Son of Man. But it's all sort of telescoped together. He uses a lot of the same language. A lot of the same signs will be seen. 
And he warns that before the coming of the Son of Man, there will be men fainting with fear and nations uh, are going to be foreboding and there are going to be distress and perplexity. But see how that contrasts with the advice that he gives them. Don't be afraid and make sure that you endure. All of this together, taken together, I think gives us something to consider this morning. When in the Gospels we read Jesus giving advice to his disciples, when he is preparing them for his own departure of the world uh, in the upper room that night in which he was betrayed, a lot of the words that he gives his disciples, words of comfort, words of warning, words of advice for the days to come that they will soon be experiencing, we can listen to as advice for us in our day as well. And this is no different. Christ is warning his disciples about something that's going to be happening imminently, at least in their lifetime. He's giving them examples of what they can look for. And likewise, we also, throughout time, throughout the history of the church, within our lifetime and within the lifetime of our children and their children, unless the Lord does come again before then, can expect to see the distress of nations, perplexity at the roaring of the sea or the rising of the sea, the great anxiety that we have about global warming or global cooling or earthquakes or super volcanoes under national parks in the U.S. or uh, meteorites falling out of the sky because our scientists weren't able to catch them in time. All this anxiety about nuclear warfare, about China taking over our, you know, uh, uh, economy, all this anxiety about nations rising up in the Middle East, about oil being cut off in America going into another dark age, about solar flares. Oh my gosh, if you read anything online, your anxiety level is guaranteed to skyrocket. Jesus has advice for us in the words that he gives to his disciples. Do not be afraid, and by your endurance you will gain your lives. Hold out, hold out, and look. That's a key component of this passage this morning. Jesus is giving all these warning signs. He's telling them what to expect so that they aren't caught off guard, so that they can be prepared. He says, look for this. When you see these things taking place, lift up your heads. St. Ambrose says, this isn't just a practical lift up your head so you can see, like heads up. He said, this is the Lord also saying to them, lift up your heads, as in be joyful, be expectant, be ready. Ambrose says that the head often in scripture is a symbol for the soul because it, it rules the body. So lift up your heads equals lift up your souls. Our opening words for uh, the, the chant last Sunday to open Advent, to you I lift up my soul. We ought not to be afraid or in distress or perplexity, our heads ought not to be lowered in fear or in foreboding or in distress. They should be lifted up. This is the advice we have. So back to the question, how will this generation not pass away until all these things have taken place? Jesus says something interesting. He says that the powers of the heavens are going to be shaken. And then he says, 
they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds. Who is they? It might be referring to the powers of the heaven who are going to be shaken. Who are the powers of the heavens? Well, angels and archangels and dominions and thrones. Why are they shaken and why are they seeing the Son of Man coming in the clouds? What's that little thing that happened after Jesus uh, promised the disciples that the Holy Spirit would come and then led them out to the Mount of Olives after his resurrection? Remember that, that thing that we celebrate? The ascension of Christ, where he is lifted up from their sight in clouds and ascends into heaven. And we have all this imagery in the Old Testament about the Son of Man coming in the clouds. Coming where? Coming to the throne of God. It's an ascension, not a descension. It's Christ going to the throne of God, surrounded by clouds. Guess who sees that? The powers of the heavens. And so there is a lot of this that will come to pass before that generation passes away. Signs in the sun and the moon. What happened at the crucifixion of Christ? The sun stopped shining. The earth quaked. Remember when the the veil in the temple was torn in two? And then in a cloud, the Son of Man coming with power and great glory, ascending to his throne, the throne of his Father in heaven, in order to sit down and rule as the Lord and King over all the earth and the heavens. This is the coming of the Son of Man in great power and glory. But in case you think that has nothing to do with Christ's second coming to the earth, his second advent, what does the angel tell the disciples as they are lifting their heads into, uh, into the heavens and watching Christ. The angel says, Men of Galilee, lifting your heads up, this Christ who you saw rise into heaven will come again in the exact same way. This Christ will come again to you, shaking the powers of the heavens, surrounded by cloud, and not rain clouds or gloomy clouds, but the cloud of witnesses, the great cloud of glory. This is the way that we can expect Christ to come and the things that are happening all around us, earthquakes, the sun darkening, strange signs in the heavens, the the seas making people afraid, nations in distress. All of this should not concern us because our heads and our souls should be lifted up in expectation of seeing the Son of Man come to us like we saw the Son of Man come to his throne. This chapter concludes beyond our reading this morning with an exhortation to watchfulness. Take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and cares of this life. And that day come upon you suddenly like a snare, for it will come upon all who dwell upon the face of the earth. But watch at all times, praying that you may have strength to escape all these things that will take place and to stand before the Son of Man. Talks at Advent, homilies and reflections given at the Church of the Advent, a Western Rite Orthodox mission in Atlanta, Georgia.